0: I'm Alex Mito, and I'm James Milley, and this is The Artist Business Plan, your favorite weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs, hosted by Superfine Art Fair. What's going on, business artists? You are listening to another episode of The Artist Business Plan, which means that you are certifiably awesome. As you know, if you've been listening to us for a while, and if you're new, I'm Alex Mito. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Superfine Art Fair. At Superfine, we're the most widespread art fair for artists in the United States, and we're also one of the top resources for all things art, artist, and of course, marketing and selling your art. Today, we've got Danielle Glosser back here with us on the mic. Danielle's been on the show before. She's going to share an awesome masterclass with you today on preparing for exhibitions. I don't know about you, but I am so excited to hear what she has to say. But first, I've got an amazing offer here just for you, ABP listeners.
1: Artists, have you ever felt anxious, alone, and not sure about the next move for your career? Good news, those days are over. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine Art Fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we are offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world slash offer to learn more. We can't wait to welcome you to the Superfine community and start helping you sell more art today. And we
0: are back here with Danielle Glosser and we're ready to change the way that you think about your art career. Danielle Glosser is the founder and principal of Client Raiser, a business dedicated to helping artists increase their client volume and visibility of their art. Danielle garnered her expertise through years of working in nonprofit and government sectors on social justice issues. Those professional opportunities, coupled with her personal belief that the arts are central to igniting conversation and enhancing human understanding, moved her to help artists with the business elements of their practice so that they can more fruitfully share their work with the world. It's an honorable idea. Welcome back to the show, Danielle.
2: Thanks, Alex. Great to be here.
0: You're welcome. And we're glad to have you. I'm always happy to talk to you. Before we dive into our questions, I know we've had you on the show before, but I think we may have changed this question up. But if, if you've answered it before, I apologize. I just want to ask you something that helps our listeners get to know the real you. And that is, what is the earliest memory that you have of art?
2: I went to boarding school at the age of 11, which is very, very young. My parents were divorced and my mother traveled for work. So off I went to seventh grade at a boarding school. That said, I remember we went on a field trip to a museum in San Francisco. I actually don't recall which one it was, but I'd say that's my very, very first memory of being exposed to fine art.
0: So as an artist advisor, you're advising artists on all parts of their careers. What are some of the pitfalls that you see your clients running into when they're gearing up for a big show?
2: Hands down, not planning for before, during, and after the show. That leads to a tremendous amount of stress, a loss of opportunities, and definitely less sales.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, being an art fair organizer, like let's talk about this before, during and after, right? And and also like you mentioned a loss of opportunities and I know like art fairs or art shows or whatever it may be, they can be stressful, they can be hectic, but your reason that you're doing it is to create opportunities to sell your work. So obviously we want to like prevent this loss of opportunities. So how can we better prepare for that before, during and after part?
2: Well, I think before, there's a lot of decisions to make. There's different marketing materials to create and there's a host of items to update that have to do with the art practice. So in terms of decisions, like number one, set some goals. Are you trying to sell a certain number of pieces of work or do you have a financial goal? Are you trying to increase The count in your database, or do you really want to meet a specific curator that you know is going to be touring the exhibition? So, I think first and foremost, you need to decide what you want to do in terms of that particular experience. Another decision to make is what work are you going to bring? And having a variety in terms of size, pricing, Even offering, you know, if you're a painter, like prints versus originals. If you're a sculptor, maybe small versus larger pieces. And of course, if you're a photographer, like editioned work. During the show, I definitely think having a book for people to sign into so you can add those folks to your database, other items to draw people in. Candy is always a big winner to get people to come by. And even having a drawing, like having a little piece that's auctioned off, so to speak, at the end of the show, where you just draw a name out of your fishbowl to give away an item is a great way to get more people's contact information. Deals can close after the show. So for sure, following up with people. In fact, I tell my clients, don't make plans for a couple days after the show, just so you can email folks or get them in your database, update your inventory and whatnot. And obviously send, most importantly, send a thank you note to your new collectors. So those are just a couple of examples.
0: You know, you would be surprised how many artists you know, come to the show and then don't collect emails. And that's so vital. Even if you don't necessarily double your money, triple your money, whatever, just being able to actually take home real contacts that you've met in person, who've seen your work in person. So, so vital. And then you talked about variety of price point and size, you know, having put on 13 art fairs, well over a thousand artists. I can say without fail, the booths that do the best are the ones that present variety in price and size. When we get that one artist who wants to come in and they're like, no, I want to do the exact same size, exact same price, it's really hard to sell because it someone's encountering your work for the first time, it's hard for them to have a basis for what it should cost and some comparison when they're there like basically shopping in your booth.
2: I also think part of the equation is knowing your target market. So like really looking at the pattern of your converted sales to know the demographic of the people that typically buy your art. Because if you have five people approach your booth or the exhibition where you're being hosted or whatnot, to know that young black men are more attracted to your work than older white women, it just might help you in terms of where you spend more of your time and attention in terms of pitching your work.
0: So when preparing for an exhibition, what are some, let's say some of the other preparations that maybe we didn't already mention that you would recommend an artist take for a successful show?
2: I think that people need to think through items that are as simple as, you know, payment plans. Like, are you going to offer people Opportunity to do a monthly schedule, or are you going to provide a discount if somebody asks? Like, I always tell my clients, I don't care what you decide, just make a decision beforehand so you're not kind of caught off guard. This also entails deciding about framing or about shipping and tax. I mean, some artists charge tax and some don't. Some include shipping and some don't. So, again, just making those decisions beforehand can save people a lot of stress and anxiety in the moment and make them look more like a professional artist. Update your website is essential. I mean, you have got to have it looking sharp, having your artist statement up, your CV, professional images of your work, making sure that your contact page is in order. I also like artists to have a picture of themselves so people can see you in action.
0: So guys, before a show, it may seem counterintuitive because you're having the show in person, but make sure your digital interface, your digital digital properties, your website, your social media are up to date because people are going to meet you at these shows and then they're going to want to look you up or you're going to give them your information. So you want to have a really, really well put together digital presence by the time you're at a physical show. So Now we're going to move on to getting the word out. So let's say you're an artist that's either participating in a fair yourself or you've rented space or maybe collaborated with a gallery, whatever it may be. What are some advertising techniques that artists can employ to just help get the right audience to their show?
2: Obviously, social media is huge. And I think that to create a plan for before, during, and after the show in terms of, your content it is really important to get attention and create a momentum, so people can see what's going on in terms of your exhibition. A few other items to think through are sending out a press release if, to you know your local arts publications. Even there's some places online that promote local shows. So there's you know boilerplate templates on. The internet, people can just use to create one themselves. It's not that difficult. And I always like to get a postcard. I mean, I think that the old school method of handwriting a sentence saying, you know, please come by my show can really encourage some people and remind them to do so. In addition, obviously sending a newsletter through MailChimp or Constant Contact or Flowdesk. So... All these things are just layers to remind people of your exhibition and encourage them to attend. And of course, if you have collectors in the area, definitely sending a personal email could make a huge difference as well.
0: So those are some great channels, obviously your social media and like just building it up in the days and weeks in advance of the show. And then I love the idea of just sending personal postcards. So if you have a database of people. You have their, their physical addresses. I'm sending them an actual postcard in the mail and also emailing personal emails to collectors or even to friends of collectors or people who follow you on social media in advance of the show is a great way to get the word out. But also writing a press release. It's not that hard. If you do write a press release, it's it, there's plenty of templates online. Just one page, getting it out there to your local outlets can really help get people there. We're going to come right back. Danielle is going to tell you more of what you want to know about gearing up for that big show and much more. But first, a message from our sponsors.
1: New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and yes, Miami. These are just a few of the places where you and your art can meet your next collector when you take the next step and exhibit with us at Superfine Art Fairs. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine Fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we're offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest, reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world slash offer to learn more. Don't miss the chance to be a part of the top business artist community in the world.
0: And we are back here with Danielle Glosser. So Danielle, what are some tips that you have for an artist who's looking for more exhibition opportunities?
2: Well, hands down, I think the best resource out there is put out monthly by Artwork Archive, they call the internet and the whole world for opportunities for artists. So you don't even have to have an account with them. You can just sign up for their newsletter. And I highly recommend that to everyone because they do have a comprehensive listing of grants and exhibitions and other items that artists can get involved with. So highly recommend Again, the local newsletters, you know, figuring out in your community where people turn to to go to exhibitions because they're most likely putting out open calls as well. And if you're new to an area or just have been somewhere and, and can't figure it out, I recommend stopping by a few galleries and asking the gallerists or the directors where they recommend looking for such publications, because often people that work at galleries are artists too, so they'll certainly be in the know. And then last of all, this is my secret special sauce tip. You know that book, Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon?
0: I haven't read it, but I've heard of it.
2: Okay, you have to read it. One thing I recommend to my clients is when you're looking for exhibitions in certain places, look at other artists' Websites, so you can check out their CVs to see where they've shown. You just move somewhere, or you just think that your work's as good as that artist that you know. Check out what they've done, and why not apply to whatever they've participated in.
0: So now we've got, you know, we figured out exhibition opportunities, planning. And the big day is here. You know, it's the show, it's the fair, it's the exhibition. What are those last minute details that artists often forget that they should do to guarantee that their show is a success or at least increase the odds?
2: Honestly, I think by the time the show has arrived, like you've either got it together or you don't. So hopefully you've been tracking your to-do list and have everything checked off. Right before, I just really think it's important to circle back to what your goals are and keep those in mind. Because if you're trying to sell a certain number of pieces, that's a whole lot different than if you're trying to meet a certain art consultant or interior designer or gallerist or curator at the show. So to really think through tactics to reach your goals and pursue them.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And like those goal setting in and of itself, I actually think this is maybe a product in the works, right? Like a goal setting worksheet, because, you know, do you offer something like that, Danielle, with your clients, like a goal
2: setting worksheet? It's not a worksheet, but I I take people through a whole strategic planning process where we look at short term and long term goals. We talk about action items. We talk about a time frame. If you have a lofty goal, that's great. I don't mind that, but you have to break it down into bite-sized pieces as well as decide when you're going to get those elements done or else it's just never going to happen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you shared that. And we'll, we'll share a bit of a little more about your practice at the end of the podcast. But, um, you know, I think it's such a cool idea, right, to really think about your goals. And, and that's such an important part of even preparing for an exhibition. Because rather, it's not just putting your art up and hoping something happens, a collector comes, two collectors come, whatever, really just having those numbers and those goals. And if they're lofty, wonderful, but you know, you know what they are, and then you can't be upset when you don't reach other smaller goals that you could have set. So it's important to have those Something I always recommend going into exhibitions is to set an intermediary goal and then like a wish goal, right? So the intermediary goal could be something like, I want to sell five prints. And maybe that's not like a big money thing for you. It's maybe it's $500 or whatever, you know, or I want to gather 25 emails from an email list setting those and reaching them gives you confidence so that when the opportunities to reach your higher goals come around, you're happy and excited and and, and you feel like you've already been reaching goals versus setting a goal like, okay, I paid, you know, 3000, I want to make 10,000 like that can sometimes be hard. And like, you know, if you don't reach that on day one or day two, you sort of get discouraged. So having those intermediary goals for an exhibition, I've always found that to be really helpful. I don't know if you agree or not, Danielle, but
2: Oh, for sure, because you definitely should tweak things along the way based on how things are going with the exhibition, especially if it's, you know, one day versus one month that your work is up, you certainly can alter what you're trying to achieve.
0: So, Danielle, this has been an incredible conversation, but unfortunately, we have to bring it to a close. Let's bring it home for our listeners out there. You do incredible work with Client Racer. Is there a call to action that you want to share with our listeners today for how they might be able to work with you?
2: Sure. I offer artists 15 minute complimentary Zoom sessions so I can learn more about them and their work and share how I help artists with their business development to see if they're interested in working together. So, hit me up for that session.
0: I love it. And to all of you business artists out there, Danielle has been here with us today sharing her amazing perspective with you. You're definitely, definitely going to want to go back, listen to this episode and take your own notes, which you can do on our website at www.superfine.world and to connect with Danielle and take advantage of that very valuable 15-minute complimentary offer you can follow her on Instagram at clientraiser and also visit www.clientraiser.com/contact remember to let Danielle know that you heard about this on artist business plan as always remember that we are super fine art fair on Instagram anytime you're listening to benefiting from enjoying the artist business plan we'd love it if you could share that on your Instagram story or on a post however you want to do it uh, always tag Superfine Art Fair, and we will restore you. Once again, we would appreciate it if you could take a moment of your time and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's where about seventy five hundred of you listen to us every month. It's our largest streaming platform. We're also on Spotify, and if you're listening on there, that's fine too. But Apple Podcasts is where most of our listeners are. So if you can take a moment and write us a review on there, it really helps other artist entrepreneurs, just like yourselves, find us and keep us as the number one art business program on the internet. As always, I would like to wrap up the class by sharing a quick quote with you all. It's a quote from an artist, and it is, I have already settled it for myself, so flattery and criticism go down the same drain, and I am quite free. That is Georgia O'Keeffe. Danielle, it has been such a pleasure having you with us again. Thank you for joining us, as always.
2: Thanks, Alex, and I look forward to seeing you at Superfine.
0: You're very welcome. Looking forward to seeing you at Superfine. Everybody else, have an awesome rest of your day. Remember to stay on top of your artist business plan, get out there and make it happen for your career. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Artist Business Plan, a weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs brought to you by Superfine Art Fair. Hosted by Superfine CEO, Alex Mito and co-founder slash professional artist, James Milley, Join us and leaders in the art, marketing, and business arenas each week for tips, tricks, and value bombs designed to help you thrive and sell more art. For more information on applying to Superfine Art Fair, as well as recordings of this and all of our past podcasts, just visit www.superfine.world. We love to hear what you have to say, so just follow us on Instagram at superfineartfair and shoot us a message to let us know you're listening. Looking for a more personal connection or want to exhibit at an upcoming fair? Just shoot us an email at artistsmakingmoneysuperfine.world and we'll get right back to you. That's artistsmakingmoneysuperfine.world.